Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more programmes, visit brumradio.com. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Rummy podcast. Hi, Nate. Hello. Hi, Keith. Hello. Hi, Guy. Hi, Ryan. Got you between bites of your sandwich. Hi, Callum. Smoked ham and mental cheese. <laughs> a mental cheese. <laughs> we found out the secret of why guys always angry. He eats a mental, mental cheese. cheese. <laughs> you mean Emmental? Emmental. The holy cheese. Nice. It's nice. Cheese of the gods. How are we all this week, Keith? What have you been up to? I didn't get so high. You did. I didn't. Go you on then. I Go on then. Hi, Callum. It worth it now. You made Hi, Ryan. Ryan. That was good. Keith, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> um, I finally got around to catching Paddington 2 at the cinema. Electric Boogaloo. Uh, yeah. Quick oh, well, review. Quick it's, I, I described it as silly and joyous in equal measure. Uh, I loved it. It was really good. Uh, that uh, sounds uh, like a well. night in bed with you. <laughs> <laughs> Way out. Um, I, can't, I can't possibly comment. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just wonderful. It was a proper family Christmas movie. Um, so it's it's well worth a watch. I think if um, if you've got a, a wee wee bands in the family, to, uh, pop them along to the cinema and, and treat yourself. Even uh, if you don't have wee bands, yeah, I still go, still go see it, see it, see it at the cinema. It's uh, it was it was just lovely. Was it, it better really was. than the advert where swearing is apparently present? I could not comment as I have no idea what advertisement. I don't really watch advertisements. I don't know. Well, I, I there's, don't know there's, what there's a bit in the about. there's a bit in the M Christmas advert where it's basically. Paddington redistributes all the presents ah. that the burglar has stolen. Does he start effing and jeffing? No. And the, <laughs> and the burglar says, thank you, Bear. But yeah. the way he says thank you sounds like a different word that starts with an F oh. and ends with a K. They did yeah, run that bit. advertisement in the in the kind of trailers beforehand yes. and I tuned it out. I, just, I didn't really pay attention to it. But, but a lot of people have been saying, is he actually saying, you, Bear? <laughs> I would probably say no. Yeah. Yeah. Probably I would not. assume not. I don't think they're um, trying to get that. And it's, it's what's his face, Mark? Somebody who's in loads Mark of. Mark Benson. No. Oh. Yeah, I did recognise him. Cockney. Uh-huh. But one of the things that I did like about the um, Paddington was that all the kind of like British comedy pa- uh, cameos they have in mm. didn't feel forced, didn't feel kind of gratuitous. They were kind of just there, and it was kind of it was it's a it's a sweet movie, and I think uh-huh. you know if you're a cynical git. Um, <laughs> Probably you probably come out hating it, guy. Would you go? <laughs> I had to go and see my girlfriend. I liked it. I Cameo- did enjoy it. Cameos can be really horrible, though. I know what you mean by them being forced. It's just like a blinded ogre being brought out in chains for everyone to jeer at. And you think, why are you in this? Your time's over. Leave the film. But it, when it's done naturally, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. What was the best cameo? Um, Hugh Grant's career. <laughs> I, I quite like seeing Tom Conti again. That mm. was quite nice. That took me back to a few uh, movies I watched uh, as, a, as a as a younger man, where he, he was kind of the lead. A fabulous voice, doesn't Tom? Richard Conti. Awardy yeah. was in it as well. Well, yeah. I mean, that was a great moment. You know, I mean, he was literally in it for seconds, but it worked so brilliantly. It's like he just wandered into the set by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I think that some of it was, was just like whoever was, was around next door and was just like, oh, we'll bring him in. <laughs> Mate, have you been up to anything? Yeah, I've um, so I've been uh, stuck looking after old family this last week, but I used the opportunity to play a vast amount of RimWorld. Um, Sorry, it's a really <laughs> unfortunate. 
yeah, it's based my, on my the book series. asked me if it was a game about orcs' bums, <laughs> and I said, no, it's not. It's an exceedingly uh, deep and complex space colony simulator. Um, started off as a space co- colony simulator. Didn't he um, dis- disappear into high fantasy at one point, pretty much? Yeah, well, he's, he's like added more and more things. So you can do more and more things in it. So I've been playing as a man who's a caribou herder. You can make It's got very deep... Um, you can customise the game massively. So he's a caribou herder who's found an artificial intelligence and is trying to carry it across a planet to get it to a spaceship. Uh, but it all, all involves an awful lot of growing hay and waiting out the winters. But if you wanted to get completely sucked into a game, I really recommend Rimworlds. Cool. <laughs> and it's called Bloody Rimworld. This is a specific Rimworld rising all over again, isn't it? With me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guy has words that he can't deal with, which are rim, yep. length, <laughs> chubby... <laughs> And anything of a description that... Chode, be... was it Chode that he got him set, keep on obsession with? Coming, coming, coming next year, Chubby Rim Operates. <laughs> oh, oh my god, unfortunately. Is Guy okay with Shaft? <laughs> <laughs> because we'll be able to talk a lot about Shafts, because there'll be three Shafts coming soon. Three Shafts? Yeah, there's um, a... A trifecta of Shafts. Uh, there's a trifecta of Shafts. There's um... like a grim version of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's going to be a TV the series shaft of Christmas or a film. I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but it's going to be uh, Richard Roundtree, Samuel Jackson, and yeah. Lee, is it Lee Alexander. I can't remember the name of the other actor, but there'll be mm. three, three generations shafts of shafts. So, yeah, so an older shaft, a middle aged shaft, and a younger shaft. What are they doing? Another shaft? Yeah, they're going to be another, another shaft, but they'll all be, all the shafts will be together. So it's basically a shaft's weightation. Yeah, there'll be multiple shafts together. Good Three shafts hanging out. Where has this conversation gone? Guys, go to hands over this place. Let's bring this segment to an end. Guys, is dying. I wonder the if there would be like maybe there's a possibility at some point that they could do a kind of rim world shaft crossover. <laughs> shaft on the rim. A special mod. You could argue say that they're crossing shafts. I really am going to leave in a moment. Callan, what have you been up to? <laughs> nothing that... Nothing that... <laughs> nothing involving How are the Christians? <laughs> it's been a slow week. The Christians, have, have they done the decoration yet? Uh, no, they haven't. I'm very disappointed. Um, December... Such and such now, and we haven't got Christmas decorations up. I'm guessing we're not going to have any. The students don't tend to decorate, though, really, do they? We decorated. We we decorated for Halloween. And we're not decorating for Christmas. But Halloween's like a compulsory student party. And yeah, no, but they're they're Christian, like. Uh, but you're not on your sodding off home. Soon. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to be there, are you? Yeah. Um, I'm heading off home this week, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, bye then. <laughs> yeah, right off the show. Um. No, we do have a Christian update, though. Ooh. The message from God is Christian update. <laughs> so the, the, I happened to overhear this as I was going to do some Church. cooking. The, uh, literally last night, um, a few of them were gathered round on the sofas. Round the candle, <laughs> round the pipe. Just sat round happily. And I overheard this gem. Some say it's too early. Uh, some say it's too early. I say it's never too early to pray for a happy marriage, even if you are eighteen. So there you are. If you're looking for a happy marriage in your life, 
Start praying around 16, 17, 18, and you'll get that happy marriage. That's deep. Yeah, that is deep. That's Why deep. are they talking about that? I don't know, because it's like, do you not have other things to think about at 18? Like Getting smashed? Yes. Would it be because of the recently announced royal wedding? Because that's on everybody's mind now, isn't it? We're all obsessed with the royal wedding. I wanted to announce my engagement to Ryan. (laughs) I'm really happy. We were cooking chicken, and um, yeah, I just kind of proposed to him. Really, (laughs) Uh, like he said yes before we even had the chance to finish. Um, Yeah, we're getting married, but you won't get a bank holiday, unfortunately, for for us getting married. I have, I mean, I have the tricky I mean, thing of actually divorcing my wife first. I was going to say. <laughs> Why let a little thing like that? I would really respect one of the royals if they announced they were going to get married to the sea. <laughs> that would just be sick. It could be yeah. some huge like Baroque ceremony on the cliffs. Yes. As, as it has been going around Twitter quite a lot, somebody has come up with a full theory about that why Harry's marrying an American. Oh, is this oh. to do with the, the Queen's body double? No. When Meghan and Harry have children, they'll be half American. Therefore, they're eligible to become president of the United States. Oh. This is our way of Britain becoming back in control of the United States. We're just yes. playing the long game. We're playing the long game, people. That's immense. <laughs> I mean, don't, isn't it 37 they have to be before they can run? So we've got a long, long time. It, we, Britain can wait. That could work. Alternatively, yeah. if she just runs... Well, um, we know Americans love royalty, but they don't like the British too much. But if we have a half American British royal, perfect storm. Maybe, yeah. Perfect storm. And it's Harry. It's not the. It's, he's not one of the most serious ones. Like. Yeah. Which is why I've already suggested that instead of like the the taxpayers paying. Well, we could still pay for it, but I'd be quite happy to do the ten grand. Don't tell the bride version of it, and Harry just gets to organise the whole lot. Now I think we should get like NFL Super Bowl sponsorship throughout the wedding, so they have like five minute outbreaks. Well, that's a good game of football. Oh, it's like F one, and the dress is all covered yes. in um, stickers. This, for... this marriage vow is brought to you by Doritos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Castrol Foam DGX. fingers all around the chapel. <laughs> Did you hear the conspiracy theory that the Queen died? No. No. Right, this, is like, this is like the Avril Lavigne one. Is this but... like the Paul McCartney one? <laughs> this, is, this is a bit mental cheese, but bear with me, right? <laughs> so this, I, I almost half believe this. So they reckon, you know, the Queen didn't show up for a load of stuff at the end of last year. Yeah. Right, so the theory is her life got cancelled then. <laughs> and... Basically, Theresa May begged the palace not to announce the death because the pound was already tanking and it would just like bust over the economy. So just hold on, we'll stabilise things, we'll have an election, we'll get a majority and then you can announce it and it'll be fine. But then, of course, the whole election plan completely tanked. So the palace are, are stuck using a body double of the Queen and there are people who say she doesn't look like the old Queen... And that the royal wedding has been planned so they can announce the death at the same time and it'll sort of counterbalance each other because Which they're is. getting desperate. We all start, we won't even get a bank holiday for that. But we'll get a bank holiday for the funeral. I thought you were going to say that it was like a, a thing that she's been cloned and that this is a clone <laughs> walking around as the queen. That's just a lovely old lady who looks quite lovely. It's, it's bananas, but I quite, you know, it's interesting. Isn't Do you it? know what the only flaw with that is? Theresa May ain't that good of a negotiator, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. 
Maybe they said Borison. <laughs> See, I had, I had <laughs> Queen. I hadn't seen the. Uh, I hadn't seen the Queen one, but I'd seen the. Is it Melania Trump? Melanie Trump? Oh, no, they actually did replace her for one thing, which is basically Donald Trump was at an event, and they had a Melania Trump double with a veil over her face saying, Melania's with me here, and it was blatantly not Melania. really? It was basically, she probably went, nah, I don't want to do that, so they thought, sod it, we'll just get somebody in a wig to shimmer in. (laughs) She had, like, massive sunglasses, wig, and a big hat on. Why didn't they just send some of his children to do it? Nobody... Like, he's got like so, 50 million. Are you sure that the body double is just an old lady? It's not Jan Ravens? Because she does quite a good queen. It's Judy Dench. Judy Dench is the only role she plays in the mirror. Maybe they're on rotation. That's what it is. There's like a colony of queen impersonators. I've got to be at the West End for four. You need to sub in now, Judy. That's probably what the dame role is. All these dames that are scattered around the country. It's like tag team They're just queen replacements. Yeah, it comes when you become a dame. There's a secret part in the contract that if there's a conspiracy involving covering up the queen's death, you have to do the job. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to replace Prince Philip just for an old racist. Some old brutes. I feel like if we ever had to do the negotiations when we're saying about um, Boris Johnson, I feel like him and... Princess. Blah, blah, blah. Prince. <laughs> I'm turning to him now. Prince William. No, not Harry. The old one. Philip. 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 Prince. Him and Prince Philip would get along. Oh, yeah. like weird. Yeah. Le- legally speaking, can you get done for calling Prince Philip some old brute on a podcast? <laughs> no. I, I think probably, I don't know. Might, you might get to treason though. Yeah, I yeah. think our chances. We're reviewing him, therefore it comes under. <laughs> I think we've blown our chances of a knighthood or an OBE or MBE, though. I think you blew that when I came on the show. (laughs) Can you imagine that, though? King Boris. (laughs) Didn't they do that with John Goodman once upon a time? King Ralph. Ralph. (laughs) Same kind of thing. Oh, that film was cool. A great film. Guy, what have you been up to this week? Uh, Two things. Uh, Only two. One, 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 one good thing and one nasty thing. One uses his right arm. <laughs> Let me just get comfortable. So I had a, I did a DJ set the other weekend, and um, you never do DJ sets. That's the first. You never always do DJ sets. I know I'm being sarcastic. I'm in demand. Um, so Captain Kirk was like, "Let's wind up about eleven o'clock. Let's play some slow jams." So I was riffling through my box, and I was like, well, "What can I play?" So I thought, a "Bit of Barry White." Put, let the music play on. Oh my god, the place erupted. Babies were being made. I've never seen anything like it. And me and Kurt were like, whoa, what did you just do? And then from that point, for the, for the remaining hour of the set, we just had to play banger after banger to the point where we had to, we got so intense that we had to end on Dancing Queen. I mean, that you know when you've had a successful DJ set, when you end on Dancing Queen. I, I don't believe I know what your DJ name is yet, but I'm hoping you're going to adjo- adopt the name DJ in Damand. I think you should do that. It's alright, actually. Well, everybody knows Barry White is not music. Barry White is just sex magic. Yeah. It's just a spell to get young ladies into the mood. Oh my god, I made some babies that night. He was just a vast I'll have to to make a note of this. In nine months, are we going to have mini... Let the Christians know. (laughs) (laughs) So my my nasty act was, there was was a plonker in the town in Birmingham City Centre... And he had a little mm-hmm. puppet on strings. People were all watching it. He was making him dance different. And I was kind of like, right, firstly, you're a joke. 
this is ridiculous. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. People will film our phones and go like, sorry, if you're going to show this footage to somebody, like, what would I saw? You're a mug as well. So some man was filming it. So I walked past and I literally gave him a, the dirtiest eye. I was like, like that. So his video footage is now ruined by me giving someone the ultimate scowl of Carl, like, you're a knob. Like, so, so you're judging someone who's just a street performer who's trying to make people. money. Yeah, because it's a pathetic act. It's a pathetic act. <laughs> I like, a puppet on strings. I like puppets. Although I do feel like that you're, you have, you've become the evil, uh, the dark Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really specific super villain origin story, isn't it? Just there like a man a who just kicks the... No, innards out of puppeteers. Yeah. Oh, it was it was just a joke, and it's always people are like, "Oh my god, this is a great!" It's like, "Oh my god, get a life!" No one cares. You're taking up street space, perfectly good walking space. I was fuming, so I just thought anybody who's recording this, you're just gonna have a nasty looking man ruin your video footage, or a stylish looking man, but a nasty it's looking like man. The big, it's so there's like... another man that was ruining the footage. Oh! It's going to be like Bigfoot footage, you just see Guy loping in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Have Quick, you zoom this in. <laughs> so Ryan, how's your week been? Interesting week. So last night I had an amazing seven course meal with a private chef at my friend's house. Seven courses? Yeah. Jesus. It's reasonable. With a private chef? Yes. It's a service called La Bella Assist, and this was his validation meal so he can register for this service, this chef. So basically what happens is they bring all the food, all the cooking utensils, all the plates, all the cutlery, everything. Sugar. Basically they just bring it all in, use your kitchen, cook it all, wash up, and then leave. I don't know how much that costs, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> it it's, it's not a cheap service, I'd say. It starts about 60 quid per person. But if you want to do that instead of going out for a meal for the night, if you've got kids, you can't go out, or there's a reason that you have to stay in the house. It's a brilliant service to use. Can you do a idea, idea, actually? ready, steady, cook thing on them, where you're like, yeah. right, you've got cheap sausages, half no. an onion, and some chewing gum. No, because they bring all the food with them, so you don't even oh, have to okay. buy the food. Do they, do they leave the dishes? Can you, like, no, they the wash up. Well? No, no, they don't no, leave. No, no, no. no, they're not going to leave the dishes. <laughs> But yeah, they bring okay. all everything with them. It's That's actually a sensible idea because I was wondering what do you do as an adult if you have responsibilities like children and you can't go out. <laughs> ah, <he's> so young. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I also went to see Margaret Cho, who is a very well-known Korean American comedian, and she's very, very funny, very, very filthy. You know, on the way back, me and my wife decided to walk home from the Glee Club to our lovely flat. And we went past the Victoria Pub, which, is a, which most people in Birmingham know is around the back of the Alexandra Theatre. So at the back door of Alexandra Theatre was Roy Chibi Brown, <laughs> surrounded by mini Phil Mitchells, who'd all come to see him and wanted to get stuff signed. And, my, and the Alex is just about to start a run of the Jersey Boys. So Viv said to me, who's that? Is he in the Jersey Boys? <laughs> so I now have this mental image of Roy Chubby Brown dressed up as a teddy from the 1950s singing along with the Jersey Boys. Did he still have that crazy hat thing that he no, used to wear? he was just wearing a big coat. He looked a bit like Guy's coat, basically. Oh, uh, I thought he burst years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he still exists. I think, I think following Brexit, he probably had a massive resurgence in popularity. Yes. Him and, oh, him and yeah. Jeff are on tour together. <laughs> now, I told you a story about Roy Chubby Brown following this, that... Oh, 
I was once invited to a party, me, me and my friend, who I won't name, just for just for sake of us. But we both invited to a party that my girlfriend and another friend foolishly accepted, but we delayed our response. And we were desperate to find a reason not to go. So much so that one of the options we considered was booking to see Roy Chubby Brown at the Palace Theatre in Redditch <laughs> as an excuse not to go to a party. Why couldn't you just lie and say you had tickets and you were going to that anyway and just not go to it? Well, you, well, then they're we, going to want to say, how was Roy Chibi Brown? Yeah, exactly, and we wouldn't have known. Well, you could have just lied and said he was good. Yeah, well, we could have just lied and said he was racist. It's like <laughs> soaring your head off despite your face. <laughs> like, and that's how desperate we were, Roy oh. Chibi Brown. I don't know, I'm like, if, I know if any of my friends were like, oh, do you want to come to this event? You're just like, no, I'm busy. It's just like, oh, fair enough. That's cause, you just don't, it's because yeah. all your friends are Christian, so you don't want to go to their events. <laughs> He's the man with the most weird news. Ryan Parrish. He's the man with the weird news. Ryan Parrish. Shaft news. Weird. There's a feature. I'm sorry for Shaft news. <laughs> right. I'm not letting you choose from the usual because I found the gem of a story from our friends beyond the wall up north in Scotland. It's from the Daily Record. Top Scottish nightclub evacuated after Revler poos on dance floor. <laughs> I mean, that's no way to talk about people, is it? <laughs> Why not? On Edinburgh's trendy George Street, reportedly had to clear out their LED room on Saturday night when a club defecated on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they go from I'm poo done, to I'm defecate. Done. That's all I need to know. That is all I need to know about that story. Top of the flops. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out at which point this becomes weird. Wait till we get to the tweets. A leading Scottish nightclub had to evacuate an area of their club after a reveler pooed on the dance. Also, an area of the club. The rest stayed open. There was just a cordon around this turd. Several social media posts claim that a club had defecated in the centre of the dance floor, resulting in customers having to be evacuated. And, and and my favourite representation of this, they've taken a stock shot of the nightclub room with a poo emoji. The poo emoji. And images also and images surfaced on Twitter showing a yellow wet floor sign placed next to a brown substance in the club. The club confirmed there was an incident, but denied claims partygoers had to be evacuated from the venue on Saturday night. However, a club who was there said, in fact, the LED room was cleared out. Kieran McKenzie said, there was a jobby on the floor, and yes, the LED room did get evacuated. <laughs> was it, when you say LED, because I'm just thinking, you know, if you were going to do this, you could consume some kind of like... Sparkles. Um, sparkles or <laughs> something, you know, something that makes, you know, some UV type stuff. And then it would, if it glowed in the dark, that'd be even better. How is this any worse than when you go into the toilets at a club? It, carrying on. Post online social media users speculated over the alleged defecation on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Lauren Anderson said on Twitter, somebody is taking an S on the why not floor is the funniest thing I've heard all year so far. <laughs> Gavin McCarthy said, here's me thinking I had some night. Somebody has woken up to the realisation they did it in the middle of the why not last night. Peter Ingoria said, apparently some bird herself last night in the why not. You stay classy, Edinburgh. So it was the, the LED room. Yes. Maybe they thought that stood for leaving enormous dump. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean like maybe they did it and then they just shook their leg and just let it drop out? Like oh. Euro Millions winner, Jane Park, as that's related, what? <laughs> also posted two tweets about the incident. Oh, she, I thought they were going to have done the poo. No. She said, cannot believe some 
were pure getting evacuated last night from the LED room because somebody dropped decided to drop their pants and take a sh- like I'm howling. Do you know what I love about Scottish Twitter is that, like, I don't know anyone else who tweets in a regional accent. Yeah, everyone from Scotland tweets yes. like Irvin Welsh dialogue. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, do you, do you think the uh, the freshen up man has to go and clean it up? Yes. Oh, it's his sacred duty. Yes. <laughs> Why not is one of Edinburgh's longest running nightclubs, and their website states they play a range of music styles from R and B to chart house, dance, and club classics. Rewind just a second. Yes. Because I've not taken in the name of the club. Can you just repeat the name of the club? Why not? This heads the whole problem. Just invites hedonism of Why not? Should I do a poo on the dance floor? What's the name of the club? Yeah, complete, why not? A bacchanalia of turds. A complete, a complete refurbishment in 2013 saw them having the first club in Scotland to have an LED room. Yeah, well, they're the first club in Scotland to have a turd on their floor. <laughs> I'm assuming they're not the first club in Scotland to have had a turd on their floor at some point. Especially, especially if they played anything from Daniel Beddyfield. <laughs> but anyway, that was my weird news story of the week. I got McFadden news. I'm McFadden watch! Da, 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 da. Oh, I think I should have done the EastEnders film. Should I have No, you can go. McFadden again. Doing things he's bold. Steve McFadden's around. Can I can I predict already? He's never coming on this show now. That this that this news report will be Steve McFadden doing something completely at odds with his on-screen character of Phil Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is it from the Daily Mail Online by any chance? No, this is from LEP, uh, which is the Lancashire Post. It's actually a follow-up to something we discussed before. Oh. So hard, man. Steve flicks the switch. <laughs> I'm just going to pause there for a minute to absorb that. That means Preston's Christmas has started. So this was this was about Steve McFadden turns on Christmas lights. Thousands braved the rain and freezing nights to watch EastEnders star Steve McFadden turn on the Christmas lights. Steve McFadden, aka so hard man, he always gets described as a hard man. Now if I was being called a hard man all the time, I'd be a little bit worried. Did the honours after performances and appearances from Union Dre, The Drifters' White Ray Lewis, CBB's Katie Ashworth, BBC One's Let It Shine star Kyle Passmore, and opera singer Sean Rani. Go, go back to the headline. That's the worst headline I've ever seen. You summarised it better. You said Steve McFadden turned on some Christmas lights. They've written a bloody novel. Soap Hardman <laughs> Steve flicks the switch that means Preston's Christmas has started. What a weird way to say it. <laughs> is this an it's alien like, who's been taught what language is? Uh, apparently the entire town of Preston cannot start Christmas and still Steve McCartan has landed. Yeah, he just trudges leadenly towards the town with a, a massive foam finger flicking <laughs> a switch and the children line up desperate for the festivities to begin. When the lights come out, doof, 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 <laughs> mommy, mommy, has Christmas started yet? No, Steve McFadden's stuck on the M5. This <laughs> is June. <laughs> mommy, he mommy. comes on a giant sandworm like Shai Halud. <laughs> will, will Santa Steve bring me a present at Christmas? He'll bring you a punch. <laughs> I'll bring you a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> Monks chanting, holidays are coming. <laughs> as he lumbers up. Maybe he has to be transported by the Coca-Cola truck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he runs security for the Coca-Cola trip. I've got some additional details about the event. Prior prior to the switch on, Santa's reindeer made a flying visit to the flag market between 2pm and 4pm 
The light switch on ushers the start of Christmas with late night shopping Wednesday from Wednesday the 6th of December and free parking in some city centre areas. Remember that if you go to Lancaster. That's straight off a press release, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. There's loads of pe- people, pictures of people dancing and then, yeah, it kind of stops there, really. Right. But there is, I need to show you this as the final cherry on the top. So, does anyone want to see a picture of Steve McFadden at the event? Yes, yes please. please. Tell me he's wearing a Santa hat. No, Steve McFadden is cosplaying as Paul Gascoigne when he went to go and drop beers <laughs> off to Ralmo. <laughs> 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 it looks right. like a thumb in a denim jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I have extra. Oh my god. No, I have. The other Mitchell brother has been spotted around Ooh. Birmingham. Oh. <laughs> Ross Kemp, for us. Ross Kemp is in town. Is Billy Mitchell a Mitchell brother as well? I don't know. No, we don't he care about him. He's a Mitchell Jr. Anyway, TV hard man Ross Kemp caught him in McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Kemp caught him in McDonald's knife attack as armed cop swoop. Ooh. <laughs> this is from the Daily Star by Anthony Blair. It's actually juicy news. The Ross Kemp on Gangs presenter. Well, it's his bloody show. I'd assume he's the presenter of it. Was on duty with the Westwoodlands Police as part of a new crime show where they called about the trouble in the fast food chain. A police spokesman told Daily Star Online, we were called to McDonald's on Bristol Road South in Birmingham after a reports a man had pulled a knife on a customer after an alter- altercation. Officers, including the firearms unit, were sent to the scene. No arrests were made and inquiries are ongoing. By the time the officers arrived, the man had fled the scene. Kemp was put out on patrol with the officers, who were still searching for the man in the local area and checking CCTV. Locals were shocked to see the legendary Ross Kemp out in the city. Twitter user Kerry said, lol, at Ross Kemp outside my local Mackey's. <laughs> that sums everything up, really. Yes. That's another... He had a bit more of an adventure than his brother, though, yes. <laughs> Another tweeted, having just seen Ross Kemp leaving Northfield McDonald's, not joking, very bizarre. Northfield! <laughs> TV hardman Ross Kemp is filming with the West Midlands Police Arms Respondent Unit for a programme to be broadcast next year. Alright, he's doing one of his Ross Kemp on Gam shows. They should do a, a show where he has a fantasy adventure called The Mitcher 3 <laughs> Wild Hunt. Sorry. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they could join the Shaft movie as the Mitchells so you get Ross <laughs> Phil. Oh, why not? <laughs> yes, Shafts versus Mitchells. Oh my god. Maybe, or because it's in and the like Billy comes in as a ringer at the end. <laughs> maybe because maybe it's in the Midlands, we should get Jared Butler in and it could be Mitchell and Butler's. Oh. And they could have a big, uh, they could have a big. Uh, battle. Oh, hey. <laughs> I, have a, I have a final bit of news. This is this is great. I can't wait to try it. There's a San Pellegrino Christmas special edition, sparkling clementine beverage with mandarin juice, orange juice, and clementine I'm juice. All about that. Oh. That is good. Look, <laughs> look at it. Look at that. And a special green, green can. can. Oh, that looks heavenly. I'm, I'm sorry, but the normal San Pellegrino is so sugary no. and it's no, no, sugary. No, no. And get, it's out, get out! Get out! Shut get out! Shut up! Shut up. It's blood orange all the way. Everyone knows blood orange. Do you think the rip-off version in Latifs will be available Saint as well? St. Clements. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a drink called Lemon Fresh? No. <laughs> no, honestly, this appeared in one petrol station in Catford, and I've never seen it again. But it was like lemon and mint flavours. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, it made me feel like gods. I can imagine just like a shaft of light hitting this fridge. And it's like... Yeah. And the, no, the, the petrol station was never there again. It's just the holy grail of, fr- of fruity beverages. Lemon fresh. So the way I've talked to them, ended up saying like lemon fresh and just getting pictures of lemon. This is not spelled and lemon, then, mate. And, and then, and then oh! <laughs> lemon fresh, scrub daddy, sponge with a face on it. 
I was so and glad you didn't get. Yeah, I'm so glad you didn't find a layman party. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the bad things. Uh, yeah, you like that, man? Oh, okay. It's real. It's real. <laughs> that, I mean, that looks like an interesting beverage. I've got to say, it's come um, up on oh. his little telly. <laughs> but that can design reminds me of Quattro. Yeah, what, man. What? Yes. What the petrol? No, there was a, there was a, a, a fruity stuff. beverage drink called yes, Quattro back in the eighties. A layman fresh six pack. That looks like something you get from Waitrose. Yes. Yeah, it looks quite classy actually. Not mm. sort of Catford petrol station yeah. stuff. Anyway, there are more important matters in the world. No, there's no nothing more important than Sam Pellegrino. <laughs> Marvel Infinity War. The. The. Peak of ten years of Marvel's movies. Well, you just put your words out there, Fred Elliot. Yes. <laughs> I say, I say, it's the Marvel Infinity Universe. I say, lad. It looks very serious, doesn't it? Yes, but 2008. Back in the day, we started off with Robert Downey Jr. Wow, Callum wasn't and... even even a being at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, which was a big gamble at the time from what was Marvel Studios' first big movie that they brought out. And now, ten years later, we have everybody from the Marvel Universe. But it was... My solo movie's coming out soon, you know. <laughs> you already had three. Stop being greedy. Have Scowly you... hero. Have you noticed how often the backs of small cars look like sad Iron Man? <laughs> Check it out next time you're on the motorway. But he won't be very sad with the amount of money he's made in ten years of flying around punching things. Yes. I think, what a decade. Considering he'd just come out of rehab before this movie came out in 2008. It was quite a big Robert, bet to go with it. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr.'s had a pretty decent decade, I'd say. What was he in before? Was it Ali McBeal was his last star in role? Was kiss, he kiss, in, was kiss, he in, kiss, bang, bang, was it? Was it or was it Sherlock Holmes? No, no Sherlock Holmes was after. Oh. I think kiss, 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 bang, bang, bang was probably the, the last film that he'd done. Before. And I think Tropic Thunder was technically his comeback, wasn't it? Yeah. So. <laughs> God. Anyway, reminiscing over Infinity War trailer, what did we all think? Keith, want to start us off? Um, I'm fully behind the Black Panther when they say give this man a shield. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, just see that Captain lustrous America. beard. Oh, yeah. Any, I any, any... just like to lick that beard. Yeah. Beards are cool. And uh, all of these heroes are, are sporting a beard now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen a picture where it was Chris Evans in the first movie where he was basically like shrunken little tiny Steve Rogers versus now, and it's like, ooh, that's a little bit of a change. Just a bit, yeah. yeah. It's, I really like, I, was, I, I hope I'm not, I can spoil the trailer, right? Yep. At <laughs> yep. the end, when all the cosmic ones show up, it just reminded me how much more I enjoy the tone of cosmic Marvel than... Big serious Earth Marvel. Still like that stuff. But it's going to be weird when they now collide. Mm. How are they... You know, what's the tone going to be like? And uh, you, you had some interesting thoughts, actually, on, on how they're going to mesh it together. Yeah, I, I'd forgotten... That I think got... Thor is the gateway of this yeah. emerging. So we've had the cosmic universe yeah. with Thor, so it's an easy way to get I the think... Guardians in. I'm struggling to think how the chronology will work, because I'd forgotten that Ant-Man and the Wasp will be After. coming yes. to cinemas in between... Um, Avengers Infinity War and whatever Avengers 4 ends up being isn't Captain Marvel as well in between Cap- well yes, this might awesome. be this might be how I, it might be how it works is that the the uh, the cosmic heroes in this Infinity War don't really play a major part in what's happening but they begin their journey 
towards the Earth. So and Thor's kind of sidelined the Guardians on the way. And if, yeah. if Captain Marvel's coming in between, perhaps there's going to be. Uh, well, some kind of like of gathering like the heroes. Scene in Captain Marvel that just sort of ties it together. Yeah, I mean, I kind it. of, I kind of envisioned in my head at the end of this would be the Earth heroes are decimated. Thanos is standing there, missing yeah. perhaps just Bruce one Willis. or two of the Infinity Stones or Homer Simpson, depending on which. <laughs> Bruce Willis ham. And then the kind of the, the cosmic heroes it was turn like corrugated up. mints. <laughs> But I'd quite, you know, I'd be quite happy that the cosmic heroes turn up at the end, and it's like, okay, let's go. Right. And we've got things, to wait. things that were missing from this trailer, which I will believe will turn up in this film. One, Adam Warlock. No, I don't. They think teased get... him at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy two. I think it's about time. Don't forget that Guardians of the Galaxy was set a few years back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline, so we've had about a two-year gap now. So it makes sense for Adam Warlock to come in at this point. Well, the thing that that I find I struggle with with Adam is in the comics, he's got an infinity gem in his head. So I'm not quite sure how they work that out. Yeah, well, that makes more sense then to get him back in. Number two, Squirrel Girl. Made by Mila Yantrup, ah. she is going to turn up at some point in Infinity War with Captain uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. They will be in at some point. Squirrel Even Girl. if it's just post-credit scenes, they will be in there. Squirrel Girl's the best. Squirrel Girl defeats Thanos in the comics. Sorry. Yep. It's canon. So she's she's canon. done it. She has done it. How, what do you mean she defeats him? What? So what is? What she is? Him. She beat. She beats up the true Thanos. What's the Squirrel Girl though? So wait, it's a character who controls squirrels and has a tail. So are they desperate for ideas at this point? I think it's when Stanley was in the seventies. <laughs> so but she's had this real postmodern flourishing. She's a really yeah. funny, good character. Yeah. So wait, actually. she beat him with the Infinity Gauntlet with the Infinity Stones, or did she just? No, she defeats Thanos. Yeah, full on. Like full power, Thanos. Yeah. How? Well, I'm not spoiling what? it for you. Go and read the comics. Why is this accepted into continuity? Like, oh. This is canon. But I think that's my three prediction of who will be in this film that they haven't shown in the trailer. Although I kind of like the idea now that like all, like all everyone just gets beaten the hell up and then she just turns up and yeah. just beats him single-handedly. The, the, I love the idea. The way they get over movie. it is they never actually explain how she does it. But she just defeats them. Uh, and, and she's also got the best kind of it, like superhero name. Is she shown name. beating him or is it just said, oh, that she beat him? Read the comics. We're not going to spoil it. Anyway, her name's Doreen. You can't have a better superhero than somebody called Doreen. Yes. It's brilliant. That's Moving cool. along. So we know they've messed with the film continuity now because it was supposed to be Infinity War Part 1, Infinity War Part 2. The Russos have taken it away and they've said, right, Infinity War would just be the first film and then we're going to do something else with the second film, which will refer back to Infinity War. But it's are we not still getting there. that next year, though? Or are we having to do another... Avengers wait for years no. finally get something. Well, they filmed it all. Yeah. They filmed it all back to back, haven't they? Yeah, but, okay. it's, but it's not Infinity War. Is not now. No, not no, the no. Name it's for no both longer parts. Infinity War Part One, Part Two. It's now yeah. Infinity War and then and Avengers we, Four. Yes. We don't yeah. see Ant Man or the Wasp in the trailer as well. So no, I'm wondering if the one, yeah. if the timeline yeah. for that film is pre Infinity it's, War. It's but guaranteed they're, they're, they're going to be in it at some point. Yeah, because he was involved in Civil War, so we know that he's connected to those characters. I think the problem with this film is you've got so many people in it. Yeah, it's going to be lost. And, now. and I think there's, a there's, a, there's probably a half decent chance now that Disney's taking back all the Netflix stuff. You might have 
the Defenders show up in it as well, just as a little side shot. I don't think in this particular one. No, I think well. in the unless, next one. Unless we get them in some sort of like post-credit scene or like some sort of like cutaway. I, th- I think it's more likely they'll be in Avengers Four after the Earth's heroes yeah. have been defeated. The B list come out basically, and these are all the heroes that aren't fighting on a, an intergalactic scale after come and help defend yeah. Earth. And I, th- I think it should be like the comics in in, in some sense that. Uh, just because they're there, they don't need to appear. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not too worried about the number of heroes that they're going to be putting into this film because they did well, they did it's, a it's really be good much job better than with it. Civil War was, which was more of a scuffle in the playground rather than a civil war. But they managed to handle those <laughs> characters well in Civil War. I didn't yeah. feel that any of them were just crowbarred in or not no. given anything no. to do. And also, we didn't see, we've not seen Hawkeye in this I trailer. Think, I think yeah. Civil War was better just because it wasn't so. As big as it was in the comics, I feel like it was better on that smaller scale, just because... It wasn't a war, though, is it? It was a civil play fight, but it was a good civil play fight. 16 mates falling out is not a war. <laughs> okay, so a final, a final thought here. Yeah. Surely all those superheroes could beat him quite easily. It doesn't seem... Like, well, you know what I mean? The whole point of the Infinity Gauntlet is as soon as all the gems are assembled, Thanos controls everything. He controls time... Mind, power. That's that beefy glove. The beefy glove. The oven mitt of dust justice here. So he becomes like Charles Xavier of the Marvel Universe. No, he's even more powerful. Can we just have another word about his corrugated chin? <laughs> yes. His head looks silly. What is what is Josh Brolin doing cosplaying as Bruce Willis? I do not understand this. <laughs> when you said that, that's really changed it. It's the... This is kind of like a You're just expecting to come out in a dirty ta- white tank top now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it looks like inflated Bruce Willis. Yeah. If Bruce Willis was like in a sort of a, a vat, having yeah. beef pumped into him for like a year, he'd come out like that. He, he looks like Violet Beauregard. <laughs> <laughs> Which version of Violet Beauregard? Modern or old? Old. Okay. He looks like Willy Wonka has been at something with the raspberries. Keith, sum up. Ho, 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 I've an infinity gauntlet. (laughs) 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 I sense a disturbance in the force. It's like a studio assistant cried out with burps. (laughs) Cheers, that. What were you saying about Star Wars then, Ryan? (laughs) So the Force Awakens is true. No. <laughs> Stay classy, Calendane. <laughs> God, that smells. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> Sorry for that. Oh, it's like a cave full of wet Doritos <laughs> being unsealed. Demons have crawled out. Thank you, thank you, sinus problems, for preventing me from. <laughs> All right, Star Wars d- is out. It's like the dark side of the Force is surrounding me at the moment. <laughs> right. So, Star Wars, new trailer. The Last Jedi is out now. We haven't seen it yet. We're not going to spoil it for you. So we decided to talk about the trailer instead. Well, just let's let's just talk about it in general, really. Our hopes and dreams and expectations for the second. I think the way they've shot the trailer, it's a very subversive trailer. It's all stuff to make you second guess what's going to happen. We know from the last couple of Star Wars films, they've shot loads of stuff, put it in the trailer, and it doesn't actually appear in the film. So is it going to be a really interesting movie? I'm interested to see the scene with 
Kylo, uh, the scene in the trailer with Kylo Ren, we get a lot of back and forth between Kylo Ren and um, um, Princess Leia. Um, <laughs> I, General I like the way you don't, he, he can remember fictional characters' names better than he can ours. Yes. <laughs> yes. But only just. But we, we see Kylo Ren's shiny new ship, yes. the TIE Silencer, which is just a beefed-up TIE fighter, which got like half-interceptor, half-TIE defender style on it. I, I love the ship design I love the look yeah. in these yeah. films. They've really advanced them brilliantly. I was saying earlier, I love the Gorilla 8080s as yes. well. The yeah, Mighty Joe Youngs. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure about the resistance ships with the big dangling off the bottom of them. They, look, they look weird. They just look weird. But it looks cool. It's they're like they're, janky. I like them. They're supposed to look like, a bit like a B-wing, I think, but they've just gone like... It's, it's not stealthy. No. It's like, if you're dragging this thing along the ground and it's causing a big red plume of smoke, it's yeah. making you a bit of a target. Are they on skis? I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's on skis or whether it's just a... Is it a, Wallace and Gromit? Something here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be on skis, you know. I think it's deliberate. Yeah. You don't, you don't get a good enough shot in the It's trailers. very brief, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. I um, thought there would be wings the first time I saw it, so yeah. it's clearly not much. And we know what's going to happen as well. It's Porgs. Porgs all over. Porgs, Porgs, Porgs. Ah! <laughs> I only saw this morning the extended bit of that, which I think was on an American TV top, uh, TV spot, where um, Chewbacca slaps the Porg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a new euphemism. <laughs> uh, slapping the Porg. I'm really sorry. But There's also a shot where you can see a feather in Chewbacca's mouth. <laughs> so I think he starts beasting them. <laughs> just, just gets a bit peckish on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, Chewbacca goes full dark. Yeah, but it's CGI Chewbacca as well, which kind of didn't feel right in the trailer when I first watched it, mm. but I've, I've grown to be accustomed now. I didn't Pe- even notice that. Well, Peter Mayhew is getting on a little bit in years, and he's not physically up to playing Chewbacca anymore. Oh, come on, he's only walking around in a woody costume. I'm so, I mean, that hard. He doesn't get any other film roles, does he? I'm sorry, but couldn't we just get someone else in the suit and just get him yeah, to, exactly. voice, to voice it over and make the noises? Well, like, you're not going to know the well, difference. As Keith is about to explain, uh, there, there, there is another actor in the, the full suit, because most of the stuff that we'll see on screen will be a, an actor in a suit. Uh, they've just, the Millennium Falcon they've just chosen to do yeah because we've got we've got I don't understand the reason why they they use that shot is we have a physical Falcon set yeah so to have a, which is an currently actor, surrounded by containers somewhere off the motorway yeah. so so why we can't have an actor and the Porg is the only CGI element in there but again it's one of the downfalls of modern cinema is the Porg isn't a particularly complex creature to have done through a puppet or through animatronics yeah. so I would have liked to have seen more physical representations of it whether we see that in the final film because we've still got we haven't seen yet in any of the trailers the other inhabitants no, of, uh, the of, of, um, of Luke's, Luke's hideaway island uh, Luke yeah. Island that's going to be filled with celebrities well, later on. We've got the sparkly foxes as well but that looks like The crystal foxes look but they, they've been done as puppets with CGI yeah. enhancements as a featurette for that and they I'm, look incredible. I'm really actually I'm not into the foxes because I'm one of the things I love about Star Wars is the monsters and I think so far this trilogy has really nailed it. That massive pig that was having all the water in the first <laughs> film I thought was gold in Star Wars but this it's, it looks like Pokemon. 
It's just a dog. Maybe it's Mark. Glass. Maybe Luke Skywalker's catching them all. Maybe that's where he's been for so long. He's been on his Pokemon journey. There's there's something though that I hope they do because if you if you've been watching Rebels recently, they've yes. introduced uh, they have the Loft Cat yeah. and then we have the Loft Wolf and the Loft Wolf is kind of Force attuned. Yes, and it would be quite nice if some way cosmically. These. these animals are connected in some way, so that the, the crystal foxes are also force. Well, we know with the Bendu that we've got force-attuned animals. Yeah. We don't even know what the Bendu is. In I mean, there's, there's so much in this one that we've got to get to grips with because they're kind of introducing canonically the the the, the journal of the wills yeah. to, to the whole thing. So we've, we've, we've had it mentioned in Rogue One of the Guardians of the Wills, and now we're going to get this bit... Uh, where we get the, the actual journal of the wills. And it's like there's an awful lot to cram into this this film. You know, we've got to find out why Luke's there, what yeah. happened. All of, They're teasing all of this backstory. And Who's we know Snow? The Last Jedi is plural Jedi as well, because it was released in the French version when the original title got leaked. So it's, I'm not 100% certain that that isn't just... It's just mis- it's yeah. just mistranslation. I, I Until we see the film, I'm, I'm going to hold judgment on about I, that. I'm thinking... Ezra might show up in this from Star Wars Rebels because we ne- I don't think his path finishes in the last series of Rebels. I think Kanan's path is going to finish, but I think Ezra is going to be cast out into the wild and he's going to be a rogue wandering Jedi or just a Force user, like a bit like Ashoka did in the show, which is basically she's not a Jedi but she still uses the Force and she's just a grey Jedi. Yeah. Well, the, oh, sorry. Well, it's the whole the whole kind of st- Star Wars story canon now is interesting yeah. because we've had I don't know if people have been watching. Uh, online, the Force is of Destiny cartoons. They're doing yeah. little kind of mini shorts, primarily focused around the female characters in the Star Wars universe. And they recently had one where um, uh, Hera from yeah. Rebels Hera. appears with the yeah. ghost on Endor post the uh, the destruction of the second Death Star. So we know some of these characters are still around, and Chopper's in there as well. So the the, the possibility <laughs> of having Ezra and stuff around, but well, I would have thought if because because he's a he's a force user and Kanan's another force user. The fact that Luke and Obi Wan and Yoda and Darth didn't feel their presence in any way, shape, or form throughout yeah. those films makes me doubt that we've got any other kind of you know major force users. A bit like sort of force user inflation as well. Yeah, um, I think you could cram it with them a bit. I think. To, to me, Snoke's the most interesting thing about this film. I'm really... My gut feeling is that the, we're not actually going to learn much more about him. There was an interview with Circus. I think, where he basically said, you'll find out what you need to know, and I don't think that's going to be much. Well, no. I heard an interesting theory online, which is basically when Order 66 happened and all the yeah. terrible midichlorian stuff got released into the universe, it's recentered itself in younger Force users, so there might be lots of Force users out who have no idea how to use their power, such as Rey... Yeah, which Luke hasn't found yet, and the force is like coming back into balance and coming back for these newer force users. It's all a bit but, the Slayers type thing. Isn't but it really? it's the whole thing of this has been the Last Jedi. Maybe there's going to be a new order which is balanced in the Force. It's not Sith. It's not Jedi. It's in the middle. So we get great. Like one of the people who got beasted with Order sixty six, but he survived. Yeah, because yeah. he's yeah. got brain, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he's very damaged in this, and it could be he's a Jedi Master from somewhere else who's renamed himself. Yeah. And the phrase, the Grey Jedi, that yeah. whole thing about Luke's become a Grey Jedi and stuff is, is an interesting thing. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get kind of like a, a cliffhanger ending in a similar well, way to what we got with Empire. But we, we know from Clone Wars that the Jedi weren't 
fulfilling what they were supposed to do. They, although they were light side users, they were very arrogant in that technique and were saying, "Right, Sith have been on for thousands of years now. We are the only force I mean, users." Let's be honest: the Jedi are a bit useless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they they sort of had it coming, didn't they, when they got done in? Yeah. But I do like BB ninety, by the way. Who's the now evil version of BB eight that we've seen in the? Oh, this trailer. is used to me. Uh, Have yeah. you not seen BB-90? I don't know it was an evil one. There's a Sphero version of him already out for sale, but it's basically <laughs> an evil version of BB-8, which we think is going to be the droid in Kylo Ren's TIE Silencer. Ah, okay, yeah. But it's come to the hype super late on all this. It's just been the last couple of days but, I've been sort of yeah. bulk loading on, on Star Wars excitement, so yeah. there's more to come. Well, I'm going to pop out a picture of BB-90 that you can all yeah, see. Yeah, I want to see this little fella. Got a slightly squarer head than, yeah. um, than BB-8. Yeah. And he makes a lot more evil-sounding noise. <laughs> <laughs> Any more evil-sounding noise than... I went to school with someone who I called Squarehead every day. Just as a side note. I'm hoping that Williams brings it with the music, though. I'm um, hoping that we get um, some sort of advancement with Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah, I've seen him. That looks really old-school Imperial. Yeah. It does, yeah. It's not the gonk droid from Lego Star Wars the game, but we can live with that one. No, um, but yeah, I do hope we get some sort of like rev, uh, res, um, some like um, resolution, with, resolution, That's resolution with resolution. Ray's he- heritage is where you go. I don't it? even care about Ray. I just yeah. want Kylo Ren. I want him to have some sort of resolution, what, and then we it? can have, and then going into the next one, we can have him as the big, ba- like the big bad. I think it's going to be bringing something completely new to the. The rumour is they might swap over, so Ray might fall to the dark side and Kylo comes back to the light for the whole redemption arc. Oh, a swap scene! Yeah. I'd like that. That'd be because cool. Because it's always, if you look, if you think about it, the prequels, the first one is the fall of Anakin from light to dark. The second one is Luke's journey from dark, well, from light to dark and back to light through his arc if you think about it the way he's dressed in the three films yeah. you see him get progressively get darker in his clothing which is a reference and this might be just filling the arc back where R- Kylo has had his redemption arc as well interesting <laughs> yeah but it, it'd be nice to see some and it sort just of gives you that change s- to his character yeah it gives you that cyclical nature of Star Wars which is suddenly I mean, falls and then gets we yeah we had, we had a lot of him as the bad guy for the first one and so it could for f- two more films it could get a bit repetitive yeah. But holding, strong, holding out strong hopes, and I really hold out, hold out hope for Ian Johnson's new trilogy, which we haven't even got round to yet. Hey. It's time for our geeky gift guide for 2017. So this is what you might want to pick up for your geek in your life for over the festive season. And talking to people who need to sell things, Nate, we're going to rattle through yours so you can go out and flog copies of your many works. Yeah, funny you should mention that classic £10 gift would be uh, the 100 best video games that have <laughs> uh, Now from Rebellion Publishing, it's a shadow history uh, of uh, fictional video games that I put out in September. Uh, promise I'm not only on this podcast to plug that book <laughs> or the show. Where uh, can we go by the book? Uh, Amazon, uh, Waterstones, uh, all, all good retailers. Physical retailers, yeah. Uh, and but, if you don't like video games, there's also The Life and Death of Schneider. Yeah, yeah, a sci-fi horror uh, zombie story. Uh, that's quite nice as well. So yeah, and that's only six quid. So you, know, you have four quid left to spend on meat. Um, Hundred quid uh, gift guide. I would say buy some of three lobsters. Uh, lobsters aren't a thing we often buy for ourselves because they're seen as being a bit of an extravagance. Nouveau riche. Yeah, but for you know, so give someone the gift of lobsters, and um, for a hundred pounds, you could probably get three decent sized ones. 
the indoor market at Birmingham. There's a particular shellfish stand there. Just fantastic lobsters, spider crabs, jumbo prawns, cockles, whelks. And you can recreate Pacific Rim with a, a Transformers figurine in your... <laughs> That's a really good idea. I should want to do a diorama. So yeah, a trio of lobsters um, would be the £100. And for if money Money's was no, no object, object yeah. no I saw object. this morning they have created a yacht with tank tracks. Um, oh. that retails for three hundred and seventy-nine thousand US dollars. Does it have cannons on it? Please tell me it has cannons. I think on you it. could you could uh, <laughs> weaponize it. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it only goes at four and a half miles an hour. But it's got tank tracks that fold out of the body when it comes up onto a beach. So you know. That must be the lamest-looking transformer of all time. Honestly, mate, it looks garbage. It looks—it's not even very big either. It's quite tragic, but you know, you can imagine that if you were the transformers. Like, I turn into a truck. What do you turn into? A yacht, tanky thing. I don't know. (laughs) Sounds a bit like Thunderbird six and a half. Yeah, it's a real. it's, it's, it's an impoverished relative of the Thunderbirds. But it'd be a good place yeah. uh, to read an entertaining list of fictional video games and eat you, three lobsters. You can come in, destroy somewhere, and then sell to international waters. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that would be alright for relaxed piracy. I yes. Think. Yeah. Mm. So and sea based piracy. Yeah. yeah, well, no, too slow for that, probably. Callan, what are your three picks for your geeky gift guide selection? Um, I didn't want to be restricted to three picks. So I picked a little greedy, bit more. Greedy millennials. Greedy, greedy millennials. Christmas list ready to go. <laughs> right, so starting at the under £10, I have a sort of like very techie, ultra nerdy one. Okay. And then I have like a not as obscure. For um, under £10. For under £10. Go for it. I'm very impressed that I managed to find this. And hopefully you guys all know what it is. Um, raspberry Pi. Yes. For under £10, a Raspberry Pi? Yes. Is that the Pi Zero? It's actually the Model B. You can Because oh, now they've coming. launched the Model C, you can actually get Model Bs on um, eBay and other second-hand websites um, for under £10, if you're prepared to go for a second-hand one. It's not bad. So, for £10, you're getting a whole computer. So, basically, if you don't know what a Raspberry Pi is, it is... Pretty much a maker PC. It's a very small yeah. PC, all built on one circuit it's very, board. It's the very bare bones, basic. Yes, and yeah. it runs Linux basically, so you yeah. can like go and build stuff. And there's lots of different bits you can plug into it, like cameras, etc. Exactly. Um, alternatively, pop vinyl. Right, moving on. Well, if you're not techie and you're not tech informed and you're not that, you can't do it. Get a pop vinyl instead. Right, moving on. Under £100. Oh, actually, I've got another two for this one as well, but it's basically the same thing. Crack on, Dane. Sorry, James. <laughs> These millennials, eh? Google Home or Amazon Echo. Get them both for £79. Make Amazon. a whole home, like, techie and awesome. Smart cool. Hub. Yeah. Smart Hub, yeah. Sensible purchase. And then completely not sensible at all. Blow the bank. No Money, no object. Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man Pinball Machine. Available for £3,795. Or a Lego Star Wars Ultimate Collector's Edition Millennium Falcon. 5,195 pieces for £3,868. I feel so bad for your mum and dad at this Christmas. <laughs> roll, out, roll, out, roll of paper, you know. With all is is this your Christmas wish list to your mum and dad, basically? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> Alright, Keith. Uh, I'm going to pick one for each. Um... 
you might have to shop around a little bit to find it for under a tenner. Uh, but you should pick up four kids walk into a bank. I've mentioned it before. Um, it's a. And it doesn't sound any dodgy. It's a. It's a five-issue series that's been collected in trade paperback. It comes from uh, Matthew Rosenberg and artist Tyler Boss, uh, and it's just it's a it's a darkly comedic story about four kids involved in crime. Four kids that walk into a bank, my chance. They may walk into the bank, but do they come out? It's like um, <laughs> it's 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 a really nicely drawn and told story. It's uh, it's 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 pretty brilliant. Um, Another writer, Kieran Gillen, uh, described it as "Imagine Tarantino does Goonies," Ooh. and it's kind of not a million miles away from that. I hope we, um, I hope um, we're getting paid to promote this so much. <laughs> but it's a really good, it's a really good read. I really enjoyed it. Um, my pick for the over ten pounds slot under a hundred is a um, new, um, lo- oversized coffee table book, "The Art of Mondo." Um, mm. it's retailing around the 50 quid mark you probably pick it up for a bit less than that and it's basically just a massive collection of uh, lots of the Mondo posters that so you've seen over time somebody's not heard about Mondo what is it? Is it- uh, Mondo is kind of a, a, a it's a, a site that collects together alternative versions of uh, culty popular uh, paraphernalia so they've done toys uh, but their primary thing is posters they kind of dabble in vinyl and stuff now but they do a lot of um, they get commission a lot of artists to do a new version of posters and this book is a massive collection of uh, a huge selection of those classic films tv shows bits of comics uh, it just looks a stunning piece of work and would look fantastic on most people's... And that's um, available from Mondo.com? Uh, Mondo, Amazon, uh, you could probably pick it up in uh, various other retailers, Waterstones, whatever. It's, three, it's just over 300 pages and, and looks absolutely magnificent. So you should go and get that as soon as you possibly can. And my Money No Objects selection, which is down here in my list somewhere, is there recently was a uh, auction of Star Trek paraphernalia and there was loads of things going for sale in that you know costumes all the various bits and pieces they did a uh, Spock costume that had the kind of uh, belt and tricorder and phaser and all the rest of it uh, which looked really good it's kind of up for about nine grand um, but there was loads of stuff so anything from this kind of Star Trek auction would have been uh, lovely so it would have been pretty good it's you actually know. quite a reasonable price for the yeah yeah it's is not it, too bad is it the, is it the original though um, ye, I believe it was the original they also had uh, um, Kirk's uniforms and stuff going for a few thousand pounds sure. as well uh, but it was a load of just Star Trek paraphernalia and it would have been lovely to just have a uh, really nice you know collectible so. cool Mr Halford your three picks uh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to go something a little bit different for the under £10. Uh, for under £10, I'm sure it will be under £10 now. You can get what is my album of the year in a year of bad music. Uh, Alt-J, Relaxer. Surprisingly, for me, album of the year. So I liked it. If you wanted a Radiohead-sounding record, which isn't Radiohead, uh, I wholly recommend this record. It's eight songs long, and you just want to put it on again afterwards. Really enjoyed it. And if you've got any spare cash from that tenor, you might be able to get a copy of Now 34 as well, which is a great Christmas present for anybody. Is get it now better 34. than Now 33? Yeah, definitely. Is it better than Now 97 or whatever they're on now? Of course it is. Of course <laughs> it is. <laughs> under £100? Under £100. Uh, for under £100 uh, for your uh, 
pleasure over the Christmas period, you can hire me and Captain Kirk to DJ your party. <laughs> you cheap, cheap plugging son. <laughs> so if you'd like a couple of DJs to be working for your New Year or Christmas party, me and Kirk are available. Could I get Kirk and a good DJ? Oh, is that so? Yeah, you can so bring so in Leon. You can hire <laughs> Captain DJ Captain Kirk and DJ in Damand. Yes, yeah, nice one. <laughs> uh, or alternatively, just take Kirk. Alternatively, uh, yeah, yeah, as a reissuing for you to tell their great debut album, which you should buy that because it's good. unlimited. Budget. A PlayStation VR, so I don't feel like the only one who overspent on it. <laughs> he was thinking of like a mint copy of Beatles White Album and a couple of hundred numbers. <laughs> no, PlayStation VR. Okay, my. Or, or you could pay me and Kirk more. <laughs> my turn. So for under ten pounds, I went to Firebox.com and I selected a book that is probably worth picking up for Guy. Actually, <laughs> it is Rude Hand Gestures of the World. So you don't just have to use your voice to insult people all over the globe. This is an illustrated guide of how to insult the locals in whatever area you are. A delicious variety of profanities without even parting the lips. Does it only work in this country, or can it work in other countries? If I go abroad and I want to, it's a book of vulgar things around the world, Callum. Okay, it is around the world. Yes. Uh, it's eight seven ninety nine, so under price. Nice. Uh, under hundred pounds is the Absolute Sandman Overture hardcover, which is currently okay. on pre order, and it's actually not due till the thirteenth of June, which is two days after my birthday. <coughs> Bit late for but, a Christmas present. So it's not from DC. It's not from Marvel. Well, it is from DC actually, but it was Vertigo originally. Now it's DC Comics. But this is Neil Gaiman's best work, I think, in the comic book world. Keith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty good. The, the, that overture yeah. book's a, a nice book. Yeah, basically, so it collects Sandman Overture issues one to six in its entirety, plus a special presentation, uncoloured art by J. H. Williams the third, plus bonus material and a new cover, especially done by Williams. Absolutely beautiful. And your money no object. My money no object is a MSI Titan gaming laptop. <laughs> now this retails at three thousand nine hundred and ten pounds ninety seven as time of recording this on Amazon, but this is a ridiculous laptop. It's got an eighteen point four inch screen. It's got a the best new Cable Eight Core i seven processor, sixty four gigs of RAM, five hundred and twelve gig SSD, one terabyte hard drive, and dual GTX. Only a five hundred and twelve gigabyte SSD though. That's like, plenty of space. What if you run out of space for your game? No, and that's like... plenty. That's plenty of space. Plus, you get two GTX ten eighties, eight gigs. Okay, inside. that's good. That's good. And this will monster through anything. It's absolutely yes. brilliant. But that's pretty much our geeky gift guide of the year. So select what you want. And hope we can help you with some of your suggestions. So we've had our geeky Christmas gift guide. So it's time to flip over to our local newspaper, which is Guy has purchased on his way to the recording today. And they've got... 85p, that cost me. 85p? And they've got their own Christmas gift guide in there, so we're going to pick out some of our things that we spied, which we quite like the look of. I don't like the look of anything. Well, I do like a look of the lightsaber pizza cutter, which is basically just like a lightsaber handle with a pizza cover shoved in the end. £8.66 from Prezibox.com. That's a suggestion for you there, Viv, if you're uh, struggling. I've never really understood the fascination with pizza cutters in the shapes of various culty icons. I mean, a pizza pizza cutter is sort of like a ironic thing it's like and you can stab somebody with it so we just use this pair of kitchen scissors it was you in Northfield I just rip it I just rip it with my hands like a a beast (laughs) tear that pizza apart anything you like the look of Keith um oh I do quite like the uh well I don't do I like it do I not like it 
Delighted. Yeah, okay. no, no, you You'll us. like it, but not I, a lot. No. <laughs> We're now joined by Greg Wallace on the show. <laughs> no, I don't like it. There's the, there's, the, I've seen a lot of these um, 3D lights. Yeah. They've done, I've seen versions that were kind of like Star Wars helmets smashed into walls. And they're now they're doing... Like, the one they got there is a Thor's hammer crashed into the wall. I, find, I think they always look a bit cheap. They don't... Yeah, I'm kind of thinking, well, it's just a light, you know. It's, it's okay. I suppose you've got a kid's bedroom when they want a night like that. I'm just wondering, yeah. how, how do you wire it up? Does it run on batteries? Have you got it's a gone. You just stick it on. But how does it come on? Where's, where's the light come from? Do you, know what's, mm-hmm. do you know what's annoying me here? Is the official album art frame pin, prints. So basically, it's a vinyl album in a frame, and you've got classic albums here such as Abbey Road, Beatles for Sale, Aladdin Sane by David Bowie. Yeah. Now, they're charging these at £60. I'm not being funny. Yeah. You could go to Powerland and get a record frame, and you can get a copy of Aladdin Sane on Discogs for about eight ninety nine. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, and you could do it, and it will look more official and vintage than spending sixty pounds for a print of the Aladdin Sane cover in a photo frame. What is the point? Do you even get a copy of the album with it? No. Want a double rip off? Exactly, yeah. and you, that is an album you want. I mean, Beatles for Sale sucks, but you, know, you want a copy of. Abbey Road and you want a copy of Aladdin Say if you're going to pay that much money I think in terms of a Christmas gift your idea is much better because at least then you can pick an album that is significant to the person you're giving it to yeah you go go get a, power, yeah. a Frank and Powerland and a cheap record from the disc for a quid uh, in terms of what's on here uh, to be honest with you no, everything's tap but I do like the fact it says four Christmas present sacks <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't say it's all trash I think you're jumping down it a bit quick the oh, oh. defensive <laughs> the aroma home knitted cow which is like a hot water bottle shaped like a cow with what looks like dreadlocks it's got a dressing gown on it it's an Aberdeen Angus cow basically. who got Callum for Secret Santa <laughs> right and that's only 20 pounds so that's not bad yeah. or you, I love or, the way it goes that's only 20 quid <laughs> or you can get a nice little fake potted plant and a year's tree from Interflora Yes. Now, now, having seen that page, I know right now at the moment there's lots of Christmas fairs going on. There's Etsy ones. I've got, we've got our local one, Paper Dolls, with the other, other week. Save your money. Don't buy the mass-produced tat they're advertising in the Birmingham Mail. Go and support some local creatives at a craft fair and, and buy something that they've spent a yep. lot of time making and are undercharging by a massive amount because it takes a long time to make anything. So anybody who's charging you a couple of quid for something they've spent hours on definitely deserves your 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 patronage Digbeth Digbeth Arts Market is still on I think so you can go down there and grab something also Keith there is a cookbook that you can purchase to help charity at the same time indeed um, King's Heath and Bearwood Action for Refugees have just launched their cookbook um, which has a lot of uh, recipes in there that have come through their uh, dealings with um, uh, newly arrived refugees to the country so there's there's some recipes from um, established eateries in the in the uh, Birmingham area but also uh, a kind of traditional recipes as well so it's well worth your uh, patronage it um, was available for £10 as pre-order but now you can pick it up from various locations across the city uh, for £12.50 and it's What's well worth your time it's called you've put me on the spot there Ryan it's and called I've This Cookbook Belongs to This us. Cookbook Belongs to Us what a brilliant and name and it's got some fantastic cover yeah. artwork as well there's some lovely cover artwork and there's a double page spread photograph on the back page which uh, was taken by a very 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 talented photographer 
all this talk of Christmas gifts, Ryan, it's made me think, what can we get on the cheap? What can we find in the classifieds, Keith Ident? Christmas classifieds, Christmas classifieds. I'm going the Cliff Richard again, aren't I? That's not good. <laughs> uh, I wish it could be Christmas classifieds every day. You know what? Where not- we could buy cheap chat and a chubby brown video set. You know they're not specifically Christmas classifieds, right? What? <laughs> That's no good. We, you can turn them. You've got to, whatever you read out, Ryan. You've got to turn it right. into a Christmas present. What okay. have we got, Ryan? Tenuous Christmas link. So we know what type of films are always on at Christmas on ITV, which are usually war films Harry where Potter it has films. lots of. No, we always have war films like Where Eagles Dare, Sound of Music, stuff like that. Where it always usually got a couple of Nazis in. Well, if you want to recreate it at home, you can get yourself some Right Spank German German gold. You can get yourself an Iron Cross, an Eagle Bar Gold Laird Iron Cross Eagle Bullion bar for £15. Wow. <laughs> Recreate Von Ryan's Express at your home. <laughs> with your own German gold. Does, does nobody like vet these ads before they go in the paper? Right. There's a hell of a lot of vinyl in here at the moment, actually. Do you think this is a good deal, by the way, Guy? David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Young Americans. Classic vinyl LP album. Yeah. What would you price it up? Um, well, Bowie prices have inflated since he died, so what what condition are we saying here? It just says classic vinyl LP album. Alright, so if it was say it's very good plus condition, a tenner. 20 quid. Yeah, but that. 20 quid someone's asked for this. But you can get E17 picture disc of Stay Another Day for a fiver. That's been lingering there for weeks, man. No one thought that. Yeah, I think Phil Alice wanted that. I should get that for Christmas. I felt like we should buy it and then just play it on the show one time. Yeah, I think so. No, but Bowie and Young Americans, you can get it reissued 15 quid, old copy, £10 discogs. Don't waste your time on that, fast forward. How about a meatloaf picture disc, vinyl, single rock and roll dreams come through, wasted youth? That's been there. That's been there for weeks as yeah, well. No one wants that. Yeah, I think we'll move on from that selection. So we'll go with probably the biggest section after the, the memorabilia, which is disability aids. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the perching stall is still here. The white frame with soft vinyl covered seat, adjustable height, twenty quid. But my new favourite item that has come into the chance is the commode chair. Yeah. Ooh. Brown metal frame. Was uh, it that colour before, uh, <laughs> before? That's what I'm trying to sale. guess. Uh, adjustable height, soft seat cover and backrest, removable arms, may deliver, 20 quid. May deliver? Yes. I mean... Give me that number. <laughs> we should get it and send it to that nightclub in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Ceramic piggy bank collection, nine in total. Nice presents, twenty quid. Some wow. ceramic piggy bank collection. I'm assuming these are the Nat West piggy banks. Jesus. See, surely they would go for a lot more because they yeah. must be vintage now. Unless he's got nine of the same. Large train set <laughs> with seven foot square board. That's what I think of when I think Keith. <laughs> to include seven locomotives, lots of rolling stock and track. Very good condition. Can deliver. How much do we think? Oh, Callan, you looked at the price. You can't. Do I it. didn't. I was looking at other ads. I couldn't even see the price. I reckon they're going to be asking around the seventy-five quid for that. I'm going to say hundred and seventy. Uh, say twenty-five. Higher. Then who? All of you. Oh. Two fifty. Three forty. Keep going. Five hundred. Yep. Spot on. They've been a oh, Joke. Yep. What the? 
bulk book sale. That's hard to try and get your hand <laughs> Oh, that opens up possibilities. Children's annuals, 1500 plus good condition. £850. So £1,500 children, children's yes. annuals? Mostly non-fiction books, many with disc covers. 2500 plus £850. I mean, that's only good if you're starting a library. Can be viewed. <laughs> How many hours do you think you could time waste somebody by going for all those? <laughs> Get to annual 1499 and they go, nah, not interested. Yeah, sorry. no, I'll get you ten for it. <laughs> Have we got anything else that's worth looking into here? Probably not. Oasis DVD, why? What what? Is that like a documentary or something? Ooh. Definitely maybe two times DVD set. All there all there. It's their T H E R E. Oh, so basically it's all and the videos more. from the definitely maybe era. So three quid. About five videos. Three quid. Yeah, you could probably pick it up in a charity shop for less. Yeah. I mean if you really wanted to watch the video for Live Live Forever again for some apparent reason, you know. Sid and Nancy DVD and book. And I love this. You know how they censor any dirty word in this yeah, classified yeah, yeah. section? S dash X pistols. <laughs> <laughs> Very rare DVD DVD film. No, it's not. And book starring Gary Oldman. That is not a rare DVD. No, that no. isn't. No. George Cohen slash Alf Ramsey's hand signed nineteen sixty six World Cup extra large photograph swapping shirts or swaping shirts as they put in here. Forty five quid. Any other highlights are we done? Oh, we've had... This one appears every time. Muhammad Ali versus Henry Cooper, 1963. <laughs> original programme, £399. Fighting ticket, £299. Song sheet, £199. A4 poster, 20 quid. I bet I've had something buzzing when that finally sells. Jesus Christ! Beatles picture discs, the full set, 22 times vinyl, picture discs, mint condition. How much? Wait, so it's 22 oh. vinyls? 22 picture disc vinyls. Now, Beatles vinyl goes for ridiculous prices sometimes. So I'm going to I'm gonna say grand. 500 quid. Oh. Or you can get yourself a Beatles gold picture coin medal. All four Beatles on coin. Not sold gold. 20 quid. I wonder how many of these ads are just... You, you know you're talking about that guy with the, the alley memorabilia. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering whether he just sells it every week. Sells it, and then it's just like one of some of those eBay ads where you see the same picture for the, like, oh yeah, this is a present from my grandma, and I'm selling it on because you know we don't want it anymore, and it's like exactly the same item you see coming up time and time again. So it's like he's just running the same. He sold them, but he's just running another ad because he's got a box full of them at the back. Do you know what I love recently? I, I saw something. I think it was even on the one show. It was something with. Um, I don't know, Angela Rippon presenting BBC One in the morning about people being ripped off. It was about some guy who collects like famous autographs and he spent his life doing it. And he had one of like a song sheet of a Beatles song and it had all like the like the signatures of the four Beatles and he thought it was worth loads and loads of money. Some guy came around and valued it for him and he was like, It's a fake and he paid like over a grand for it and it was like the look on his face was like that is single handed the best moment of T V in twenty seventeen. Did a giant red stamp come up with denied written on the screen. Right, this confused me by the way. See if we get confused as well, as well with this. Cars DVD. Okay. Player. No, no, bad film, bad film. Built-in, red monitor, with remote. So I'm assuming this is a Cars TV DVD uh, Yeah, like in yeah. the shape yeah. of Lightning McQueen. Yeah. yeah, okay. 18 quid. That's not bad. It's not bad. I bet, it, I bet it's like one of those old TVs though, isn't it? It's, it's going to be a CRT screen, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much it. Unless you want Kevin Gately to come around and do your pebble dashing. Oh, yeah, you're tiring. <laughs> Yep. Oh, actually, no. One last thing. This is going to make you E. 
Japanese Akita Inu puppy girl. Oh, I saw that. I'm not happy about a puppy being sold for in paper. Nine weeks had its first inoculations. Wormed vet checked. Kennel club. K A K K E N I L Kennel club. <laughs> Does it say its kennel club name? Is it like no. Sir Dog of Dogsville the Third? No. You know, like no, it just says Kennel Club registered microchipped available to good home only. Eight hundred quid due to time wasters. So you're gonna. I reckon, I, reckon, I reckon that was Laura and her sister's turn up like, oh yeah, we're interested in the dog. Petting the dog and then just go. <laughs> like, turn up again and go, pet your dog again. Right, I'll put an extra hundred quid on that one. <laughs> Wanted old whiskey, sought by private collector, good protect, good prices paid. <sighs> that, and then the Paul Gascoigne book hasn't gone yet. Well, it's because Ralph Mo's, Mo, Moat's in jail, so he can't buy it. Isn't he dead? Is he dead? He get shot. Can somebody Google whether Ralph Moat is dead? He got shot. He got killed, didn't he? Did he? Yes. Right. Let's find out. While we wait for Guy to find out if Ralph Moat is still living, you can get yourself a Flymo Garden Vac Blower combination, which is in very good condition. Includes strap, collection bag, and demonstration video for forty-five pounds. That's a thrilling video to watch. There, isn't it? How to use your Flymo Vac slash blower. I like that when you type in Ralph Moat. An option goes up from brown moat Gaza. <laughs> you can also buy some metal cutting equipment, including five cutting guns, five brazing guns, 33 new nozzles, 45 foot of oxy and gas tubes, 50 yards of gas tubes, eight gauges of oxy and gas, and a box full of cutting tools for 450 quid. <laughs> There's no you can get a lot of mass metal cutting done there. There's no article, a Wikipedia distinct article about brown moats. He's got a Wikipedia page. What, individually? Yeah, there's a Raoul Moat Wikipedia page. But is he dead? Uh, it yeah. does appear to be. That's the case. Um, uh, you have to scroll down quite a long way. I know, yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. He was pronounced dead at 20 past two uh, on a date, 10th of July. Wow, apparently people who search for um, Raoul Moat also search for the disappearance of Madeleine McCann, the death of Baby P. Uh, and the Sower murders, so... And Mark Durban and the Columban High School. Wow. That's a Wikipedia hole that nobody wants to go down. And if you want to buy some stuff, you can buy the Birmingham Mail for 85p. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Geeky Brummy this week. Nate, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on the popular uh, website Twitter, uh, where I am Frog Croakley. That's Frog Croakley... Uh, Croakley spelt C-R-O-A-K-L-E-Y. Have a chat. Keith, where can we find you? You can find me also on the increasingly popular uh, mobile app, Twitter, uh, <laughs> under at hardluck underscore hotel. And if you are one of the lucky few to have 280 characters, you can tweet me something I'll probably not read all the way through. Guy, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter at Guy underscore Halford, Instagram Vinyl Guy H, and listen to my show on Mixcloud, mixcloud.com curio- slash curiosity crate. Winter special available. Kalan? You can find me on the even better website, Instagram, D A Y N E S Radio, and on that Twitter site as well. And you can find me on your small screen device of choice. Also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You can, also, you, can you can also find Ryan committing knife crime in Northfield. 
And you can also find us all on the YouTube channel. Wait for me to finish my bit. Thank you very much. Have you finished? No. You can find me at Ryan Parrish on Twitter. You can find my food blog at Brummy Gourmand. And you can find us all... On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and your assorted social medias at Geeky Rummy. And also, go and check out our MCM Comic Con video, which Keith has made. And it's bloody amazing. There's special effects. It's well good. Yes. And we blew the budget of £5 on this one. A cameo appearance from Callan looking weird. Two cameo appearances from Callan. Look him weird. He's the one who looks a bit like Doctor Strange, who's not in character. Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you like what we do, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash brumradio or visiting the Brum Radio website and hitting support.